in preparing for this particular episode, oh. I came across the notion of film stars hitting back against critics. Uh, for the for the first time, this is not something we've we've uh, come across. <laughs> we've before. touched upon it before. The idea we've we've yeah. touched upon the Rock and such. Yes, um, but this one directors I, mostly, I suppose. It is mostly directors, actors. I don't know, but I have just I, I stumbled across one that was kind of upsetting. No, it was Samuel Jackson. It was his reaction to the 2012 film that you might have seen. The Avengers. I have seen The Avengers. Yeah, remember it? With Sean Connery in a teddy bear suit? I think Samuel Jackson yeah. was in it. I think he played Eddie Full of problems, Izzard. yeah. Yeah, really problematic. Eddie Izzard is the back... Yeah. yeah. Terrible decisions. Terrible film. DCEU. <laughs> yeah, bad start for them. And so, Jackson tweets, Hashtag Avengers fans. New York Times critic A.O. Scott, who gave the film a bad review, needs a new job. Let's help him find one. One he can actually do. Oh, that's mean. It That's is what an mean. Does. <laughs> exactly, right? It's like, hey, all yeah. of my followers, go grief this guy as one of the few critics who didn't fucking I mean, it, it wasn't even that bad a review. It says while the Avengers is hardly worth raging about, its failures are significant and dispiriting. Okay, yeah, okay, it's a pretty bad review. Um <laughs> the light amusing bits cannot overcome the grinding hectic emptiness. I mean, I disagree with the review, but fuck off. <laughs> Were you worried about the Avengers box office? You think the Marvel, the MCU fans to date have been hanging on every word of A.O. Scott? <laughs> the minute, the minute Lord Scott says that we abandon this, <laughs> we're fucking out of here, mate. We're done. You are, your reputation <laughs> is hanging by a thread, Sammy. And it's all because of Scotty Boy over here. Forgets about it. Never. I'm Paul Salt. I'm ticker than Teeves. <laughs> no, that's not coming. <laughs> Thicker than Thieves and Ghost. Oh, I got you. <laughs> We're ticker than Teeves. Ticker than Teeves. Cut this bit. <laughs> Double it. So, yes, <laughs> this week, that's a really short sentence. <laughs> this week, it's Kevin Connolly's John Travolta's Gotti. Mr. Gotti, are you the head of the Gambino crime family? I'm the head of my family. Mrs. Gotti, do you know what your husband does for a living? He provides. John's getting too much press. That can't go unchecked. It was meant for you. We've never been under this kind of scrutiny before. Dad, say a word, I'll go for a cliff for you. You swore to me that you would not bring him into that world. This life of ours is a wonderful life, if you can get away with it. I guess I'm just used to it, some sort of gimmick. This isn't a recommendation. <laughs> it's not part of any kind of season. No, we're just fucking doing Gotti. Got we it? We chose this. Gotti it? We chose this. We chose Got- this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Um, this particular mob epic was a long time coming. It was originally to be directed by Barry Levinson back in 2010. And then Nick Cassavetes, son of John Cassavetes, amazing filmmaker, Nick played Dietrich in Face Off. I didn't know that. That's him. That's where I know that name from. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that son of legendary director and actor John Cassavetes was Dietrich in Face Off. How's your dead son? <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend. He's a fucking amazing man. 
We had a good time. Shot in the neck, kiss his sister on the mouth. <laughs> As we all would. No questions asked. Totally improvised. Gina Gershon, to be fair. <laughs> improvised by Gina, Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon was your sister. Okay, this episode yes. is going to be the one. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep a track, everyone. I'm just going to just see how much damage you can do in a, in a <laughs> 60 minute window. <laughs> Feeling you pretty good about it. You would be amazed. Case in point, gossip. <laughs> Um, also up in the director's chair was Joe Johnston, uh, who directed Captain America, the first um, Avenger film. Really? Actors attached have included Al Pacino, Ben Forster, Lindsay Lohan, and Joe Pesci, who gained £30 yes. pounds for the role, only to be recast and have his salary cut, leading to him suing the production company. That's a good yes, thing I to feel about, about this. This is a masterclass. Very professional. <laughs> Excellent. Great movie. Professional. Huge. I mean, you can afford to do that with Joe Pesci. He's in movies all the time. It doesn't matter if he misses one. <laughs> it's not like it's not like he'd scheduled his year around it. <laughs> it's not like this would be the only film of his decade. So, finally, it was made by Kevin Connolly, uh, who was best known for playing E in Entourage. Yeah, my two philosophies are one, you're a dick. And two, when you realize I'm right, you're going to know you're a dick. Mm. The movie has Italian-American blood just flowing through its veins. The music is by Pitbull. <laughs> Wake up, motherfuckers! It's not a Cuban coffee. <laughs> that was a turn-up for the books that I read. <laughs> that that book, was the turn-up for the books. a surprise in as much as somebody thought that should happen, but not a surprise considering I read it after I'd seen the film. It was like, oh. Yeah. Oh! There are a oh. couple of notes in there where I went, yeah, they, they've even got the shittest hip-hop out there. <laughs> they've managed to find the worst hip-hop I've ever heard. And then you read it was by Pitbull. That's why it's Pitbull. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, it was due to be released in 2017, but Lionsgate sold it back to the producers two weeks before its release date. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. They just, they finally saw the wigs and were just like, you know what? <laughs> John Travolta's own. <laughs> Did you know that? Well, in IMDb, the uncredited offshore tax haven that yeah. it is. Um, the, <laughs> of information. Yeah, it is the line that John Travolta supplied all of the wigs. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, I'm going to need some sort of credible so herb source for that because that no. sounds like exactly what I would make up about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> all of the wigs that he used, I think. Was I mean, the, um, trust me, I am going to report but... it as fact, but <laughs> I do doubt it's true. Yeah, exactly. For <laughs> for the masses, don't worry about it. But for yourself, you need to know. Don't worry it's... about it. Speaking of not worrying about it, it ended up at the Cannes Film Festival, where it screened, I think, because Travolta agreed to be on a panel for the Grease anniversary that was happening at the same time. Oh. I know this because I was there that year, and John Travolta pointed at me on an escalator. It was one of the most intense experiences of my life. Why then did he... he do that? What, I don't know. I have done? a picture of it. I, I, ra I, <laughs> I was in a crowd. He went right by me. And I went, I thought, oh shit, I better get a picture of this. And when I took a picture, I looked at the picture and he had turned and was pointing directly at me. Oh, so he was pointing because you were taking a picture and he's and probably... I wasn't the only you, dude. You're the lucky millionth customer. <laughs> Jesus, I also took a picture of Matthew McConaughey and he's staring dead at me as well. So maybe I'm just, I have a very conspicuous, I'm taking a picture face. <laughs> it's because you take your cock out at the same time. <laughs> so anyways, That's how that you reaction. get them to look. Hundred all the points. Look at that guy. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> Put it away. <laughs> Mine is oh, the only fuck. one that could be out here. Oh, I fucking <laughs> miss Turl so much. God, if if, oh. if Travolta played this like Turl, it would have been the film of the year. <laughs> oh, hey, one or two moments. Hey, Joe, what are we gonna do about little Jimmy? Never mind about Jimmy. <laughs> whilst he was still learning to spell his name. Whoever killed Paul. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't do it. I can't do a John Travolta accent. I need to spend at least three months perfecting it. What about his body? It has, has bit, what about his body? It hasn't been recovered yet. It hasn't been recovered yet. It's amazing. Literally perfect. <laughs> oh, fuck don't, we don't need him anymore. You just got to start pointing at people's pictures when their cocks are out. <laughs> and oh, fuck me. Well, critics were Travolta <laughs> redundant. Critics received the film. Oh, I wish I'd said something about leverage. Uh, critics received the film like the head of a beloved pet in their beds. No. Peter Travers, we should say badly. Uh, Peter yeah. Travers at the Rolling Stone, oh. here we fucking go, oh, said, Starring in this mobster biopic that deserves to get whacked is an offer Travolta should have refused. Frim, frim, frim. Insane testimonials from Goatee supporters at the end are as close this sh- shit show will ever get to a good review. Yeah. Well, Ouch. I mean, that is true. That is true. I mean, his comment was literally not surrounded in any adjacent places by a good review. <laughs> um, it was, oh. however, surrounded by Tim Brayton at Alternate Ending, who said, The best so bad it's good movie of 2018, if not the entire decade. No. No, no, no. <laughs> did, you, did you not see any other films of that decade? Did you not see any Neil Breen films? Yeah. Sir. Well, clearly not, because he's still got a job. He still and a soul. He still <laughs> finds purpose in getting up and doing the nine to five. You know, I, I did struggle for quite a while after pass through. It's like I'll just never what? do anything like that, and I'm not a maniac. <laughs> never going to own any of those things that he owns. <laughs> it's all clean, so clean. Um, the film has zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so dust off that jingle. <clears throat> Fuck! Nice. I enjoy your soundtracks for Cyberpunk, but I am more of a fan of your early edgy stuff. <laughs> that's like your um, no, that's... fucking Tool EP. <laughs> Opiate. <laughs> I mean, that's what got me the job, so... Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Sean, a baby beard, said, I, I like how crap everything is. <laughs> Can you do that for us? And you yeah. fucked it up. You fucked it up by writing a really compelling and meaningful score for them. Yeah, and they were like, have... well, I guess it'll do. Yeah, I guess it'll do. We just wanted you screaming fuck. <laughs> Over a like, monophonic drumbeat <laughs> that, you, that you wanked off on a train ride. <laughs> whilst you were rank- wanking off on the train. <laughs> it's very impressive. John Travolta was pointing with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> he was in LA at the time. It was, it was on Twitter and everything. <laughs> Look at that. So, <laughs> speaking, speaking of jingles we haven't used in a while, the Razzies got stuck in as well. What a bunch of shit. Yeah. Oh, God, of course it did. Yeah, it was nominated. It for... lost everything to Trump, though. It actually genuinely did. It was nominated for six Golden yeah. Raspberries, losing most of them to Holmes and Watson and Donald Trump. Yeah, okay, great. One of those awards uh... went to Trump for his overwhelming pettiness, they said, as they handed him his Golden Raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't like to be petty. That'll teach him for the human rights violations. <laughs> yeah, if there's, if there's one thing he hates, it's uh, people lowering to his level. <laughs> Fuck, that's, can't stand it. Yeah. Well, that's clearly the last we'll see of him. In response to this reception, the marketing for the film said, ignore the trolls behind the keyboard. Audiences loved go- uh, Gotti. I keep going to call it Goatee. Critics don't want you to see it. The question is why three exclamation marks in their actual official tri- Twitter. Trust the people. Oh, interesting. And see it for yourself. No more experts. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, popularist so- f- film marketing. <laughs> 
It's a conspiracy by liberal God. Hollywood to keep your favorite, your new favorite movie under wraps. <laughs> your potential favorite movie of the year, nay, your life. <laughs> Bovine viewer. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a man of the people. But those public, on the other hand, well, it's tricky. The film had an 80% Rotten Tomatoes audience poll in its opening weekend, which is now down to 47%. Okay. Uh, now, the film got 7,000 reviews in that opening weekend, Fucking which hell. is a similar number for Incredibles 2, which was seen by 105 times more people. Okay. Also, a lot of those accounts only had one review to their name, um, or they had yeah. Gotti and American Animals, which, both of which were distributed by the same company. So, ah, Okay. Look, it's not that the studio definitely defrauded Rotten Tomatoes' audience score system, but I would like for no one to mention The Last Jedi's Rotten Tomatoes audience score to me again, or in fact just the (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes audience score in general, which is clearly a fucked up system that is in no way useful for measuring anything. It clearly can't be trusted. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Even IMDb's audience score is more... Probably requires at um, least a two-step verification process, (laughs) which (laughs) seems beyond Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, fuck. Well... God. And be on Twitter at the moment as well. So yeah, I guess we'll just have to make our own minds up. So mm, <laughs> in spite of what those no, no. critics, <laughs> scary, scary times ahead, everyone. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's just listen to the one good thing <laughs> about Gotti. About Gotti. So the movie only made six point one million dollars on a ten million dollar budget, but Netflix is mysterious, you know, and full of terrors. Maybe it got all the views <laughs> in the world. I wouldn't be too hopeful though. Because I did have to type four letters of the five-letter name into Netflix in order to get it to admit that it had it. Oh, I think I made it on three. You can actually get Tiger King up just by thinking really hard about it. Yeah. <laughs> actually, you search for Gotti and uh, it just brings up t- Tiger King again and goes, Are you sure? <laughs> oh, we are 166 episodes into this prick and somehow John Travolta is only a two-man. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, well, I think... We've got some sort of object impermanence issue issue here, we where do. we just sort of back turn to John Travolta, and therefore it doesn't exist. But now we now we've remembered twice that the fan, fanatic exists. Yes, and I, and I saw is... a headline while, whilst I was on Rotten Tomatoes mm. looking at Gotti, and it said uh, John Travolta campaigned for an Oscar for his role in the fanatic. So yes. I'm really looking forward to getting into this. Yes, we should get as deep as possible into that incredibly delusional man. Because we have covered it before, this could very much be seen as part two of our Battlefield Earth review. It has a lot of the same issues and similar surrounding thing. And it has that similar thing where it's a cynical attempt to try and game the system, but it didn't work at all, so it's kind of charming. Yeah. But it's kind of cute because it did nothing. If this has succeeded and Gossie had been nominated for Best Picture... And, you know, had gotten yeah. various accolades, then it would be really irritating that John Travolta managed to essentially just buy his way to the top. But it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't ever work. It hasn't worked probably, for him yet. Probably because people can smell this coming. Filmmakers and audience goers alike, but mm. mostly filmmakers. So he's only left with the guy who did Entourage, or was it Entourage? <laughs> I forget. It was Ian Entourage, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't even Turtle. The one with the most memorable name. So, Paul, you faccia de culo. Ah, uh, fucking, fucking. What's one fucking thing about this piece of shit that means I shouldn't know how to whack it? Old Gotti looks tough as nails. Oh, he's a tough man, Paul, with that face. They took my tit and they put it on my face. <laughs> I do one-arm push-ups because they took out the whole chest muscle. It's, 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 he's a gritty man oh. in old 
old in the old age of fifty nine to sixty. <laughs> He's, he's of, of indeterminable age for most of this movie, Paul. He's like a character from Sin City. <laughs> he looks like he was drawn. He is, isn't he? Yeah. If you don't mind, I'm going to go make friends with a young stripper that I saved on the docks. <laughs> I'm a complicated character. Trust me. You're supposed to like <laughs> no, me, like, I think. So The complicated thing is that I'm not. <laughs> at all. <laughs> Isn't that complicated? Makes me feel really conflicted how unconflicted I am. <laughs> Motherfucker. I'm going to kick you into the fucking curb. Oh, wait, you're my son fucking love you son i'm still gonna kick the shit out of you <laughs> fucking love you what are you wearing those fucking glasses for they don't fit your character at all <laughs> you fucking nerd what's this haircut <laughs> you remember the fucking backstreet boys <laughs> hate you dad i hate you Don Tra- john travolta dad no one else in our family speaks like you do <laughs> do we mum? you you just listen to your father <laughs> <laughs> he, know- he knows what's best hey <laughs> bitch i tell you to fucking talk Oh, right. <laughs> Go on then, you horrible man. <laughs> it's quite a one, isn't he? Horrible film man. Ma- <laughs> well, speaking of horrible film man, what does this horrible film man get up to in Gotti? It, it, it's hard to say exactly what stage in like chronologically all of this stuff <laughs> happens. Because the, the the narrative structure, the fabula, oh, is, God, um, yeah. is a spirograph of it's, misery. It's bendier than Christopher Nolan's grasp on things. It's, it, it, it's wavier than his hair. Um, it's wavier than his gorgeous locks. Yeah, looks glorious. I have. I was bestowed by the Greek goddess with the best hair in the entire world. <laughs> Music by Hans. Funnily enough, it has actually been an incredible hindrance on my film career. <laughs> but if you listen quietly, you can hear it humming in the breeze. <laughs> Ellen Page. In this sequence, I would like for you. And she's just staring at his hair. <laughs> Ellen, please. <laughs> not on the hair. My eyes are down here, Ellen. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just... You shouldn't touch it again. <laughs> Last time that happened, Katie Holmes transformed into Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> terrible things happen, and terrible things happen in Gotti. Yeah. <laughs> well, it starts with Travolta speaking to us, and he's got an accent for you. Let me tell you something. New York is the greatest fucking city in the world. My city. I was a kid in these streets. I started in a fucking gutter, and I made it to the top. This life ends one of two ways. Dead or in jail. I did both. Yeah, he has, and he's, he's trying it on with both barrels. <laughs> Open your mouths, everyone, both and accept throat it. Barrels. <laughs> Basically, he goes, let me tell you about my story. And then there's, there's a framing device where he says that 78 times. Yeah, he says, let me tell you about my story, about the time I was in prison telling my son my story. Yeah, um, it's, it's great. It's really great. And then we're, we're treated to a Goodfellas-style rise to notoriety. Uh. Um, but it's been heavily cut, so over the course of an hour, we just get several <laughs> scenes that don't tell that story, but just show him in various stages of ageing. Yeah, doing the same sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. With slightly nicer suits. S- surrounded by slightly less pudgy goons. Yeah. Which is how you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he is also called John, the character, because yeah. it really just feels like people are just talking to John Travolta. I don't know you want to go through with this, John. <laughs> no, that was great. And use it. Son- we'll use it. <laughs> use what? So uh, the kid is also fucking called John? Yes. At one point he turns to him and he says, my body betrayed me, John. And I really thought it was going to be followed with, I needed to whack my body. <laughs> fucking betrayed me. I can't even trust my own body. I got you. To, you need. You gotta take it out. What <laughs> your John? I don't know. I just need a John to do something. All right. 
Just something in this fucking movie. Eve behind the camera is just crying. <laughs> um, Pitbull does remind me briefly that Travolta was in Pulp Fiction with his music, and I feel sad. Oh. I, I, f- I remember he wasn't always like this. He's a good actor. It's been a while. I've heard the O.J. Simpson thing is good, although some people say that he was just... Uh, a lot of people pointed out that his performance might have been fun, but his impression of the actual dude was not great. Uh, which plays, which tracks. It, it definitely tracks, in <laughs> because in this film, if, if we're going to try and give a plot summary... No, I, I've literally just got like 12 funny things to say. <laughs> okay, great. Well, we, we can do that then, because... Because fuck it. It's exactly what you say. It's Goodfellas. It's yeah. just, he kills a few guys, goes to jail, then his son goes to jail, then he gets off. Um, the son gets off, and Goody dies in jail. That yeah. takes... Almost two hours. Two hours, yeah, Christ. And and, and it is just family fun. a bit at the beginning. Yeah, and basically there are just six really really funny, awkward moments in it, and um <laughs> and, and the rest of it is just um the rest of it is filmed like it's an episode of Parks and Rec with really awkward yeah. lingering pauses oh, on people's faces. Yeah. Well, at various points he gives advice to his twenty five year old teenage son, <laughs> who is ridiculous. He has a Backstreet Boy haircut throughout the entire thing. He looks exactly twenty five. When he's playing a They Harry Potter him at the end. <laughs> they give him grey hair. And in the courtroom, he just looks like a tiny boy in a huge suit. Whilst, oh, whilst the, the lawyer is talking about him. God. And then he's at the end. Did you see? He's hugging his sons who are fully grown and the same age as him pretty much. Fuck off. I didn't notice that. That's amazing. One of them is E from Entourage. So, Gotti gets to hang out with Stacy Keach, who is the asshole in everything that you've ever seen. Um, and that creepy paramedic from Halloween 2. You may not remember that because it was a lot of creepy paramedics ago. He was the original yeah, I... creepy paramedic as far as our cinematic exploration of those franchises go. Oh, fuck. Was he the one watching the aerobics or was that Friday the no, 13th? No, that was, yeah, that was a Friday the 13th. This creepy guy tried to have sex with a nurse in a pool just before oh, she got memorably killed. Yes. Wow. Yeah, he was skeevy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Wonderful. nothing but stars in this. Joe Pesci, not even ev- this. Everyone in this movie is very much a... Is that John Burntill? No, it's not him. Is that Brian <laughs> Cranston? Oh, no, it's not him. It's, it's, there was it's, a Brian Cranston-looking motherfucker in there. I spotted him too. Yeah, and I, and I do recognise him from something, but I, I don't know what. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not going to go onto IMDb to figure out which Cantoleone <laughs> he is. Fuck me, I just read my next note. I had forgotten that this happened in this movie. But one of Gotti's innumerable children is very slowly and obviously killed in a car crash. Yes. It's yeah. like a puddle of mud video or something. It's so from the first <laughs> second. Yeah, you, you it's like, know, oh, that kid's dead. You know what's going to happen. I mean, apparently it happened. The kid was killed and the person who was driving the car really did disappear. To, to no dramatic effect, apparently, according to this. There's no complication in that. It's fine. Yeah. So It's, deli- it's delivered in a news report in this, which is oh, what I, I imagine the original news report. And The news report tells the audience and only the audience. No one's even watching the TV and sees the news report. Only we yeah. benefit from the news report that tells us stuff that we already know or could have guessed. His wife goes crazy for one scene yeah. as a result of the killing. So thanks, Kelly Preston. Yeah. You can go home now. Yeah. Thanks, John Travolta's actual wife. Really? Yeah. Wow, this was fucking cobbled together, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Just who's around? <laughs> Love. Jesus. That's his actual voice. <laughs> hey, come here a minute. He's amazing. What a great actor. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 a ridiculous scene. The car's driving at five miles an hour, and the kids just cycling around. And and before anything even happens, the music is already going. Dun, dun. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's already deeply emotional, heartbreaking music. Thanks, Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> 
What a nuanced well, understanding of yeah. this fucking sequence. We're going to have a fucking sad scene now. <laughs> Motherfuckers. So, uh, yeah, someone says that he's like a fish in the desert, a fish out of water, to clarify what he meant. It's about Paul, because Paul is a guy everybody hates. He's a, yeah. a, a mafia boss, and he gets killed in the big, apparently the big turning point of the film, even though we've seen him kill several people before that. Yeah. Um. His son gets into a fight, and he comes home and starts slapping him. And then after slapping him for a while, he says, "Did you have a fight tonight?" <laughs> Little motherfucker! Did you have a fight tonight? Did you? Yeah. And there's something about, "Did you have a fight tonight?" <laughs> and then it's resolved by him going, "Yeah, I did. Yeah, did you? Did you win? Yeah. <laughs> nice." <laughs> No, but well, in that case, he's pissed because the son killed a guy, and he's like, "It's gonna follow you for the rest of your life." It, it, yeah. it doesn't even follow him into the next scene. No, never it, comes up again. It's not mentioned even yeah. in the court. They, they don't even mention it at the end. Um, the, uh, the turning point where they do kill Paul is particularly good because mm. the Brian Cranston motherfucker mm. is meeting one of Paul's. I want to say aides. And mm. um, he comes in and says, "Look, I think Paul's doing good work. We just need to support Paul." Meanwhile, Paul is getting out of the car just outside of this hotel bar. <laughs> He's gunned down by three people. Yeah. And it cuts back to the to the hotel bar. And the guy's just looking at Brian Cranston going, do you agree? Do you agree we need to look after Paul? And <laughs> Brian Cranston is just looking over his shoulder at the guy being assassinated on the street. <laughs> oh, and fuck me. The, ca- the glazing on, on this hotel yeah. must be... <laughs> I... I- I, I want to know their contractors less. because because <laughs> that is sublime. Yeah, I would love it if I could just sleep through one of the gunfights that happen around my area each night. <laughs> he he tells his beloved um, assistant, bald man with even worse accent than John Travolta. What were you saying on the tapes? I said a lot of things that could get a lot of people in a lot of trouble is what I said. My friends are on those tapes. Our friends are on those tapes. Neil. That he can't work for him anymore. Yeah. And so he goes tearfully off and apparently dies off screen. And we have the most moving graveyard scene, graveside scene I've ever seen in my fucking life of John Travolta Ooh. saying two lines, touching the grave and then walking off screen in such a way that really made me feel like he thought the camera was off. Yes, I know I hurt you, but you fucked up and I had to do what was best for the family. Frankly... I think he died of a broken heart. <laughs> he's just getting into the role. He's Sean Archer's great. He's like, okay, Michael that's exactly Archer's what great. I'm going to do. Okay, and cut. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, we better dub it over then with um, with two amazing lines. Um, where's the uh, where's the reshoot? I want to see the uh, the reshoot footage. Uh, it hasn't been uh, discovered yet. <laughs> <gasps> No, 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 Paul. I, I don't want to skip past this moment um, without firstly, firstly acknowledging the fact that when he is let go, he walks slowly away from John Travolta with his shoes squeaking, and uh, <laughs> as as he exits the bar, everybody is so pointedly blanking him that they're fucking looking yeah. 180 degrees behind them. <laughs> Fuck me. The way you describe this sounds so much funnier than I found it. You're on the shelf for life. That's it. Oh, fuck, it was, Paul. The, the, the second half of this movie, I laughed so much, and I was just in a much better place. I was asleep. Yesterday. My meds were really working. 
I was entirely asleep. I broke it into two to two episodes, Paul. Oh, this is um, maybe that's how it's meant so... to be. This is part one and two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really feel like this movie was done in two great big leaps as well. It was just fuck. Thank fuck the first sixty minutes is done. All right, guys, back tomorrow. We'll get the rest done. <laughs> but but he, he's he's then standing at the grave and he goes. Um, about a year after I put Angelo on the shelf, he mm. died of cancer. I think it was he. I think it was he died of a broken heart. Yeah, <laughs> of cancer though. <laughs> I think the cancer was very much secondary. <laughs> the thing that really got him. I just love the idea of this fucking mobster. Like you don't hear that said of like um the characters from Goodfellas. They say he got shot in the back of the head. I say. <laughs> <laughs> I say he never recovered from when his wife left him. <laughs> Yeah, she was the real shot to the head. We get the sort of gra- uh, falling action now. Goatee gets uh, Goatee gets arrested um, for being yep. a hack. I can't even remember what they they get him for Paul right in the end. It's like, hey, we just fought about it, and you obviously did it. So fuck <laughs> it's you. because it's because there's this moment where that he thinks they're being bugged, and he goes, and he says the line, oh, "Whoever yeah. killed Paul," but he says it like, "Whoever killed Paul," and it's like. <laughs> Yes, unfortunately, people can hear that. Um, he lost. He lost all of his leverage, and he, um, <laughs> he lost all the leverage, and he yeah. went to jail. Um, his creepy param- the creepy paramedic from Halloween Two, gets shot in front of his bemused son. He's just in the window, oh. like, as <laughs> this guy gets shot to death. That's him now. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I wasn't laughing at the ridiculous of, of that because I was. Uh... Something finally putting the pieces together and yeah who that guy was <laughs> da, da, fuck da, da. he was in da, da, he was da. in that film da, da, da. very memorably he was in Gotti <laughs> um, and Halloween 2 yeah. it's 100% hit rate so <laughs> Travolta's 25 year old middle aged son does not go to prison because he and he becomes a family man instead great but he yeah. does go to prison for many oh, years yeah. oh yeah many years but, but then, then after that then he gets out he's a folk hero as is Goatee. Goatee dies in prison. Yeah. And there's some really sincere, actual documentary footage about what a great guy he was. And mm, all the stuff he did for the neighborhood. Yeah, and Pitbull's soundtrack implies we're not meant to find that horrifying. Or complicated. <laughs> Everybody here knows that he was a great man. Look, he might have been in jail, but you know something? Nobody's the same. He didn't go around killing civilians or, you know, regular people, normal people off the street or anything like that. He more or less killed his own kind. We went to prison, you know, the crime rates started going up. The street punks were taking over. It was a lot cleaner neighborhood when, when Mr. Gotti was around. John Gotti had to keep his family surviving. Gotti is the man. And he kept, he kept the, that neighborhood kept safe. safe. It's the most like interesting he... part of the movie because it, it, it made me go, hmm. Ah, I wish we'd learned anything about Goatee during this. Yeah, wish we'd seen any of the characters doing anything. Anything <laughs> other than just sit there, like every scene cut beginning halfway through one of <laughs> Goatee's great jokes. Yeah. So I said, <laughs> so, so I said, you better shove it up your ass or go meet my mother. <laughs> Good one, Goody. You're a folk hero, Goody. Yeah. yeah. The movie ends with one genuine moment where I did feel like this was a so bad it's good movie. And that was Travolta talks to screen one last time about how you're never gonna, you'll never meet someone like me. Listen to me. And listen to me good. You're never gonna see another guy like me if you live to be 5,000. You're never going to meet a guy like me and, and Even if you live to 5,000 what, cl- what a clunky weird line for that Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> and, he, and he does a sort of smash end Where he goes and walks off screen Yeah he just and then walks credits. off Very much made me feel like it was meant to be Goodfellas too. <laughs> I 
think they thought they were making Goodfellas 2. And you know what? Scorsese has a lot to answer for. Because the thing is, Goodfellas is amazing. I love Goodfellas. But there's so much about it that shouldn't work. The fact that so much information is dumped on the audience in exposition. The fact that it Mm. rocket-paced... Um, flies through Henry Hill's life, skipping over huge yeah. events like kids, you know, uh, affairs mm. starting and ending. We just get brief mentions of various things. I was trying to think earlier. Does what is Henry Hill's first violent crime in that movie? And I couldn't think of it. And that should be being Ray Liotta. <laughs> just be yeah, being Ray Liotta, laughing that laugh. I couldn't think of it because. Ultimately, it's a movie that's not necessarily in the same way The Godfather is about a slow rise to fame and power. It's a movie about the tantalizing effect of being an outlaw, the seductive quality Mm. of the, you know, the Cosa Nostra, the mafia lifestyle for both Henry and for his wife, Karen. Both of them are utterly seduced by the danger and the thrill of it. And that's what the movie's about. So little details can just be glossed over in favor of the actual effect of the yeah. violence on them. What was this movie about? Well, I think Goodfellas, it also works, and it's helped by the fact that <clears throat> yeah. Henry Hill is such a fucking wise guy. Yeah, he's a charismatic It's, it's very in keeping with the character. All of That whole movie is charismatic people. Even background characters are charismatic in Goodfellas, which helps. And Samuel Jackson's in it. Fuck, I didn't even remember that. He, get, he gets shot in the head very quickly. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. I suppose A.O. Scott's to blame for that as well. <laughs> I, I think this film is a, like, sold as the life of John Gotti. Yes. But it's but it's actually just about how fuck how they're all fucking wise guys. And, yeah. And that's it. They're all just... The, the, the scenes... There are so few scenes in there that push a narrative. Yeah, That, that move me. the plot along. I mean, it's, it's just... It's just slices of life and yeah. then a voiceover to tell you what's transpired in that time it's like ah oh, john you're now my my number one my number two guy yeah i love you son you're the best mob man out there <laughs> and um it is very much we grew closer over the summer isn't yeah it? fucking hell i mean it's a film that thinks it's about fatherhood and about folk heroes and the idea of living up to a reputation which there's an interesting story yeah. to tell there because apparently john gotti jr was a fuck up he really mismanaged the whole empire. He was not a good negotiator. Oh. He didn't have the same charisma as his dad. So he really messed a lot of things up to the point where people were trying to kill him. So, unfortunately, okay. this film was the official movie of that guy's life. So I think he had a bit yeah. of editorial control, maybe. I think, yeah, John Gotti Jr. was involved in this, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. So um, maybe he just thought, fuck it, we'll just make my dad look cool and make me look cool. And that'll be that. Yeah. And it's just, it's so mired in cliche and yeah. weirdly mawkish nostalgia for mobsters that it just, yeah, it just can't do anything interesting or examine anything clearly. It's a really interesting idea mm. that, you know, the, the notion that a gangster or like a mob boss mm. would keep the streets safer or yeah, it- would, would keep order or do stuff for the community, you know, where government wouldn't. That's a really interesting thing you could explore in a movie. Well, again, it's in and Goodfellas. They say, you know, we were yeah. the police force for wise guys. You know, the guys who couldn't go to the cops. N- none of it's there. The only yeah. thing you really see is he bumps into a guy whose boxing gym's closed. Yeah. And it's implied that he bu- he's going to buy it and yeah. reopen it. That's literally it. That's the only time we see him yeah. as like a folk hero. Tully's an institution. How long has Tully been around? I've been walking by Tully's for 40 years. What happened? What the fuck happened? 
don't know. Rent's going up. They got cited for some code violation or something. Yeah. Don't you worry. They're back in business. <laughs> hey, how's your father? How's his liver? We don't even see him do it. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the performance from Travolta in that mm. that moment as well because it just everything about that one moment felt like mm. a story. And I was yeah. like, oh, oh, good. Okay, this is <laughs> this is a thing that's going to happen now yeah. in the movie. Um, or we, maybe we're going to get more of the good that um, Gotti is going to do mm. now he's in power. But it was just, it was it was just a, a string of se- like assassination scenes with a mm. voiceover about how everyone's a fucking wise guy. Yeah. I mean, if you look at The Godfather Part 2, which is probably still my favourite mob movie, and one of my favourite movies ever, you, you have mm. in the sort of um, young Vito Corleone sequences the sort of beginnings of a criminal empire and how he sort of builds yeah. the mafia in order to safeguard his community and to, yeah, look after the people he cares yeah. about. And it's... There's just no... There's no sense of why anyone wants to be a mobster in this or why anyone would like Goatee because he's just such a... He's yeah. he's so uncharismatic. Travolta is playing him with his sort of pursed lips, weird accent, gruff kind of hard man that I just mm. that just doesn't really ever come alive. Yeah, it it, mm. it did it once or twice for me. Okay. But very very briefly. Like I said, mm. when he's interacting with this kid and he's like, don't you know you know what? It's it's open again. Yeah. Um about his boxing club. If it, it felt like suddenly felt like he was playing a human being who could interact with people. A guy could people. get stuff done. Yeah. yeah who and, had priorities, you know. Yeah, exactly. It it doesn't have the same self-awareness as Goodfellas either. It's trying mm. to do the same sort of the same sort of beats, but it's 20, 30 years later and mm. it's it not as, it isn't as cheeky or as clever yeah. or as self-aware as it needs to be. And it's, yeah. it's also, it does also have the Godfather style set pieces um, of, <sighs> you know, a wedding and, um, yes, you know, yes, the, briefly a wedding, family and events and assassination. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the Godfather does that really well. The hum, the almost humdrum family events that have to take yes. place at the same time as, yeah. Um, scandalous, life-threatening mob business. Yeah, it adds to the world. It's a really useful way of of setting and dating a piece. Whereas, but this mm. it doesn't matter. There are hundreds of people in a scene. Everything feels so unlived yeah. in, and and yeah. the details just feel slightly off. Mm. Like there's a cheapness to the details yeah. in, in this movie. Oh, God, it just it feels like the cheap. set walls are going to come down at any moment. Yes, <laughs> it did look cheap. The film yeah. did look very, very cheap throughout. It's very little production design here, and really doesn't manage to invoke the idea of time, because I no. had no idea when this was set. Apparently, this is like eighties through to nineties, and I just I got no impression no. really of time frame whatsoever, except. There was one moment, which is when the girlfriend shows up, mm. the love interest for the son, and is in a sort of very much a kind of Tonya, not Tonya Harding, um, Cindy Lauper style haircut. Mm. And it was like, oh, this is the 80s. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Because nothing about the way it was filmed implied that. No. Um, There's no new order playing. And it's the 80s. It's a yeah. time of <laughs> cocaine and people with big white cuffs. <laughs> nope, just Pitbull. Yeah. <laughs> so, you don't need us to explain that this is a bad movie. The thing that really disappointed me, and god damn it, once again, a zero percenter on Rotten Tomatoes, is it It just... I wanted it to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be stomach-turningly, mind-bogglingly, fantastically bad. Mm. But it wasn't. I just found it dull, for the most part. A couple of moments yeah. where it's like, wow, John, John Travolta's really hamming this up, but... 
Yeah. I mean, if you've seen, I mean, if you've actually seen Battlefield Earth or Face Off, really, mm-hmm. you know that the oh, yeah. depths of the man goes far deeper than what he's giving here. Than and just the, pursed lips and an incomprehensible accent. And the thing is, we even, I'm pretty sure we even said Battlefield Earth was not a classic so bad it's good movie. No, it was there's too still, boring. There's still huge, boring stretches in there that oh, yeah. make it more just better for a YouTube reel. Yeah. But then this, as a, following, as a sort of follow-on, is not even uh, a YouTube reel. No, there's, I don't know what you would put in a YouTube reel from this. Because the, the moments that really made me laugh, like um, Angelo really awkwardly shuffling out of the room right. and the, the scene going on for way longer than it needed to. The uh. line, he died of cancer, but I think he died of a broken heart. Yeah. They're all in the context of it this being this mm. sort of tedious movie. Yeah. But I wouldn't I wouldn't wish having to sit through the first hour of it to then get the few laughs out of oh, it. Oh, fuck, I, no. Because, yeah, I, I mean, the first hour was especially yeah. dull. The, yeah. the laughs that I wrote down in the second half of the movie. And yeah. I, I don't know if it's just because they had to ramp things up so there was more chance of things being silly. I think but... it had lost me by then. I really think that it just failed to engage me enough to be on board for those moments and maybe a, a, mm. a nice, healthy little second, um, a, a little break in between parts one and two would have helped there. It seems like in order to get 0%, you really have to just be dull because even if yes. you're kind of campy, Someone will give that a good review and say, check it out. You know, you have to Tally be... Tally Knowles will say. Yeah. You have to be extraordinarily dull. And that, I think, is ultimately what Goatee is, with some exceptions. So maybe we should click fire. Go on then. Click fire. Um, the awful argument between husband and wife in the prison mm. about why his kids should wear on Halloween. Oh, um, yeah. Because they're, they're going as cops and yeah. and he's not happy about this. Um <laughs> And and the argument gets pretty fraught, and you know, mm. for me, if I had a, an argument like that with with a partner, probably consider just you know moving, going south of the border, going to Mexico, and forgetting <laughs> about it all. But but when time's up at the the session, mm. they just stop, and he goes, "I oh, I love you." She's like, "Yeah, yeah. love you too." And yeah, I love you. She says, <laughs> "I love yeah. you. <laughs> I love you. Fucking love you." <laughs> what was you? What was you last year? You were a princess last year, right? And what was you? You was. Uh... Up, Gotti. Ah, gotta go. I love you. Love you too. It felt like they were going for comedy there. Mm. I'm not sure. I have um, no idea. But it made it, but it, it made me laugh. The sort of how even that can feel humdrum domestic by a simple ah, oh, I fucking love you. Um, during that sequence, actually, the one you mentioned, um, I remember just w- that sequence. I really paid attention and lent in because I was thinking, oh, this is where it's going to get really bad. This dialogue, this dialogue must be like mm. really shockingly, offensively bad and poorly delivered. But it wasn't really, <laughs> and, no. and I just got disappointed, thinking, "When is this gonna get really bad?" <laughs> you know that thing about critics yeah. wanting a movie to fail. It wasn't so much that I yeah. wanted it to fail; I just wanted it to do something. I just want to feel something rather than just trundle along. Yeah, you know, either get great or just terrible. Just stop middle middle laning it. Um, one moment I did like from early on is the son is crammed into this awful police uh, kind of van which is very narrow. And the narrowness of the van, complete with no windows whatsoever, did make it feel suitably oppressive, which Mm, I quite liked. Good stuff. There was a bit earlier, early in the movie, I don't know if the son was at school or in a detention centre or something, because it doesn't quite look like a school. But it's just him and a bunch of other 10-year-old kids, so I don't don't know what else 10-year-olds do 
It wasn't an arcade. It wasn't school. Prison. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. But they're all they're all working on assignments or something, and the news comes on in the TV that they have in school that show about mm. and it's a news report about his dad being a suspected crime lord of the city, and um, everyone looks at him, mm. and he just. It's just a nice moment of communicated pain from the boy. He 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 looks yeah. really frustrated boy. or upset about the fact that his dad's on TV for this and he packs up his stuff and trundles <laughs> off. Um yeah, that okay. was that was good. Nice moment that um that for once made the most of the, the lack of dialogue. Um when Travolta first kills a guy or at least kills the guy who seems to make him a made man yeah. because it doesn't seem to impact him that much. So I don't know if it really was his first kill. Yeah. Um, pretty grim headshot. Yeah. You know, he just comes up and he shoots three times, but we see one of the shots sort of puts his eye out. The other two shots seemingly missed. Um, That's for effect. But it was still pretty bleak. A lot of the kills in here were fairly... <laughs> there weren't all that many, but the ones that there were... They're fairly shocking because they were quite abrupt, they... I think. Yeah. Less CGI blood than Scorsese used in The Irishman. Yeah. When the wife is... Uh, mm. Wife is... Um, grieving over the death of her son... She's lying in bed and taking loads of painkillers and such. Mm. Yes, um, her scene. Travolta. Yeah, <laughs> Travolta comes in and um, he's like, well, "That, that's it, that's it, that's it." Okay, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. And as he just escalates the "that's it," he's doing, he's opening the curtains and sweeping the wife's pills into the bin and everything for as long as he's doing stuff. He just keeps yelling, that's it, louder and louder. Very good. <laughs> I liked it. Baffling. Um, even earlier than that, uh, Gozi, this is very odd. I've been watching compilations of perfectly edited screams, which involves cutting mm. someone off just at the point when they start screaming. It's very <laughs> funny. Um, and there's one in this to the point where I suddenly freaked out and thought, no, I thought I got out. <laughs> And it's when Cody's in bed and some good dude, he's watching sports and some guy comes to like get him out of bed and he goes to stand up and he falls a bit. And as he does, he just goes, I got to clean up. Motherfuckers. Yeah. And it cuts. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why, but it was perfect. The, when when um, he's convinced his wife to mm. be, um, to like, just be cheery, just, mm. just get, get, over, get over the death of your son, please. Yeah. And they have a they have like a gathering and a whole bunch of people there and he's schmoozing and walking around and like who the fuck's this guy sitting in my chair and mm. all this and then they're just talking about how they're going to be okay and um mm. she and she's she says something along the lines of oh, I wish I'd have known who who the kind of man you become I'd have ended up with a dentist in Florida and he's like what are you talking about you got a bad tooth I'm knocking right out of your mouth and then they both laugh uh-huh. oh that's nice. Joke yeah. about <laughs> domestic, domestic violence. Abuse. Yeah. <laughs> if you can both laugh about it, then you know. Hey, it's fine. Great. Keep doing it. That's what the government website says. So, <laughs> let me paint. This... You can buy buy a wristband. <laughs> let me paint this scene. Goatee yeah. is in uh, tr- uh, court. He's got some dude with him, and the prosecutor is arguing that he shouldn't get bail. Goatee gets bail. Now it's time for Weasel Guy next to him to get bail. Let me talk you through the emotional roller coaster of this scene for me. The lawyer comes up and says, We believe that the uh, uh, weasel guy is going to be at risk if he is allowed out on bail. And yes. court guy is like, Court guy, judge says, Why do you think that? <laughs> court boss. He says, court boss says, Why do you think that? 
and Lady Lawyer just looks really nervous at Travolta, and I thought, oh, did she have nothing? <laughs> is it like, I don't think this yeah. should happen. Why? And I was like, is this, is this, it? Is this finally going to get terrible? Is it finally going to get entertainingly bad? But no, she's hesitating because what she's about to reveal is that Weasel Guy is in fact an informer, which she reveals. Yeah. Because Wilford Johnson has been a confidential informant for the FBI for the past nine years. Order! Daddy! Order! You're lying! She's lying! I'll fucking order. kill you! Lie! Order! Lying. We will have order. Counsel, restrain your client. Which is ridiculous that she would do that. But yeah, why would she do that? quite horrible as well in a way that actually worked in an authentic way for me because the guy appropriately starts panicking he's just been outed yeah. as a rat by an actual lawyer in front of his boss yeah. and it was yeah quite it was good it was a good little moment that i can't think of another instance of where someone has been outed mm. as a rat quite so officially yeah because you know okay. we've all seen the scene where it's like i ain't no rat tony you gotta believe me i never yeah. do that tony but to have Johnny it. the rat. <laughs> Where's that guy? There he goes. <laughs> you leave Johnny the rat out of this. So, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, all right. Don't be one. It fed a bit into the Parks and Rec style um, mm. uh, presentation for me of the awkward mm. pause. And, oh, and God, then, yeah. yeah, why would you say this? Why would you I had do no this? idea why that pause was going on. Her motivations were baffling. It's like, what yeah. did she think? Like, I think his life will be at risk if he gets bailed. What? Uh, oh, okay, great. We won't do that then. <laughs> that yeah. was what you were hoping for. It's like, we obviously you're going to have to explain. It's oh, nonsense. Pure, yeah. pure nonsense. And, and I do like when it happened and he was panicking and trying to um, mm. get back on the good side of Gotti. He's like, Gotti, I swear to God, I never did this. I, I swear to God, you promise me I'm safe. Promise me. Like, swear on your kid's grave. It's like, well, yeah. I was going to protect you. And now you just <laughs> invoked my dead son. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, John, how's your dead son? <laughs> didn't work, it didn't work in 97, this. mate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck. Um, young John, Johnny Jr., John, yeah. Um, it's kind of, I found it kind of cute that when he introduces himself to his future wife, because she's an mm. attractive lady, but doesn't realize that he already knew her because they grew up together or yeah. they knew each other when they were kids. That was cute. Um, okay. like, mostly just yeah. a nervous interchange between the two of them. I found his chat up line interesting. <laughs> that was... Uh, it, he oh, just, you're um, the most beautiful girl. I'd hate myself if I didn't come over here and start talking to you. And it's like, okay. That was delivered yeah. so monotone. I don't know if it was meant to be establishing that he's a total player and has said this 50, 100 million times. Mm. So the point where he's just like rattling it off, but that's how it seemed. Mm, yeah, I I think it was meant to be genuine. Because, okay. again, because John Gotti Jr. produced meant this movie. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, don't make me look like a sleazeball. <laughs> you got it, says Guy from Entourage. Uh, I'm out, so you best... Well, I've got one left, but I'll do it last. All right, cool. Uh, Gaspipe? Is that the name of the boy? The, the, the uh, yeah, boy? He, um, yeah. Um, it, this guy called Gaspipe is... Uh, Angelo tries to set up his assassination, and, it, and it's botched, and... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Survives. Um, and some cops haul in his would-be assassin, mm. um, and Gaspipe is there to interrogate him. And he's just standing there with his arm in a sling, and he looks fucking mean. He looks... <laughs> he looks genuinely intimidating because he's not very he's quite lean 
He's mm. not like a big guy, and he's not a guy who's very who's all attitude. He's yeah. just a, a fairly like quiet guy <laughs> who's smiling. So he looks like yeah. he's enjoying it as well, and mm. just looked thoroughly menacing. It's a good yeah. good presence. I wish he'd have just been in the film as a presence, <laughs> so that I didn't have to. The only reason I knew he was called Gaspipe was because I heard a voiceover where they said Gaspipe Gaspipe's assassination. Yeah. <laughs> so. He doesn't yeah. show up again, I don't think. That's no, not, he's not established at all. as a menacing presence. He finds out that Goatee yeah. put the hit on him, and then he just disappears. Would have been great to have him going yeah. around and and hitting some of uh, Goatee's team, or just anything, yeah. just be in the movie uh, as a reminder. A have of the, this movie have a villain? Uh, Go on, have one. Have one. How dare you? Still flashes of greatness from John Travolta, one or two of them in the movie. Um, the, mm. the bit where again Angelo is. He's about to put Angelo on the shelf, and uh, Angelo goes, "I was doing what I thought was right." He just Travolta interrupts Angelo by holding mm. out a finger and doing that like sneer and shaking his head as if to say, "Don't mm. all silent, very forceful, and mm. the kind of command where you can just raise a finger and silence somebody." <laughs> that was a, yeah. a, a very good moment. Cool. And yeah, I wish, wish, wish he didn't say the line after it, but when he's sentenced to five life sentences. Um, oh, the judge yeah. also says there'll be he'll be charged a fifty dollar assessment surcharge, and his face, which is in the background, just does a quick, eh? which is a very yeah. Travolta thing and very beautiful. But <laughs> afterwards, there's a hey, I'm going to draw complete attention to this this yeah, thing yeah. now and and fucking ruin and suck the life out of it. God, that but, sucked. Um, that really spoke to me as a moment where it's like, look, he's a he's a charming sort of jokey guy, and I was like, you've not established that in any way <laughs> in the rest of the movie. He is not the yeah. kind of guy who's going to make a quip in court and make everybody laugh. What about all those scenes we shot of him <laughs> telling the punchline of a joke and everybody laughing? They were funny, right? <laughs> those men were terrified he was going to kill them. <laughs> Maybe the court was too. <laughs> Great one, John Travolta. Travolta, <laughs> Lovely. specifically. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, my so my last one is just... Um, yeah, it's him at the very end, which was a moment that was like... Oh, if the movie had been just this. If they kept cutting back to him at the fucking side of that river, talking yeah. to camera, ah, oh, I could see how this could be enjoyably bad. But, it would have um, pretty good. It would have been pretty good, but it was more or less just dull. So, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. Did we reach out to the OGT? We did. I, sp- I spoke to the OGT. Oh, you went and spoke um, to them? The elders of I, the team? Yeah, I, g- I gave them a call. Um, mm. I'd had a couple. And I thought... <laughs> We, we just needed closure on a couple of things. <laughs> Video Negative said, uh, tough one, as this was a particularly disagreeable flick, but I got a kick out of Goddy saying, they sold a piece of my left tit to my face, or words to that effect. Aside from that, <laughs> a chronically bad film. Yeah. No, that was a uh, fairly humorous line, actually, out of context. <laughs> they took my tit and they put it on my face. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks, OGT. Thanks, OGT. That was overwhelmingly generous for what Goddy deserves. <laughs> <laughs> A whole person yeah. got in touch. I feel so sorry for Video Negative. <laughs> if only there's some sort of meta rating system for the good moments of a movie. We could start that, but we won't. In that case, I think we better talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. Okay, let's talk about The Irishman a bit. Okay. Irishman was a film I saw very early in the morning at the London Film Festival. Um, and then mm. saw it under better conditions with two different sets of people. So I saw it three times in total. Jeez, that's a lot um, of time. Yeah, at cinemas, all, all at cinemas. I haven't actually yeah. seen it at home. Just like Martin Scorsese intended when he sold his movie to Netflix. 
whilst slagging off Marvel for not being cinema. So, I like I, I like the film. I find I find that it has problems, and I'm surprised mm. it gained the acclaim that it did, including people saying it's Scorsese's best film in years. When I would say that Silence was yeah. better than this. Um, oh, for sure. I'd, yeah, I would yeah, say it's much disagree. better. So, I I would say that the thing about the Irishman is I used to say the first half is a fairly generic retread of stuff he has done better elsewhere. Mm. I would say that except for the fact that Stephen Graham is electric in it. Stephen Graham is mm. really fantastic in every sequence he shows up in, and the scenes with him and Al Pacino and the tension between them are probably the most I give a shit about that entire first yeah, half. Right. And it's particularly made worse because um, the entire first half is where the heavy CGI de-aging is, which I don't think works. I don't think it works mm. at all. I think it's uncanny and unsettling. And yes. it doesn't disguise the fact that all of the guys, Joe Pesci, Robert uh, Robert De Niro, move like old men. So the yes. scene where De Niro needs to smash the face out of a grocery clerk for um, firing his daughter, he's moving yeah. around like an old man doing this, yeah, he, even though he's got a young man's face plastered on him. It doesn't have that muscle elasticity, does it, no. to, to effect, effectively face stomp somebody. Yeah, it's not it's Henry Hill jarring. smashing that guy's face in with a gun, you know. It's Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't work. And But then the second half, everything after the party to celebrate Robert De Niro's life, I find mm. really interesting. The whole thing mm. around what he's going to do about um, Jimmy Hoffa's uh, disappearance. Yeah. We don't need to see the events leading up to it. You could establish everything you need to at the party in a sort of um, Pritzi's Honor style way. Um mm. And then, really brilliantly, the last half hour or so in the um, Unhome, which is which is some of Scorsese's best, and it's actually demonstrating that there's interesting new life that you can get out of this incredibly well-trodden genre yeah. of what happens when the glory's gone, and you're just an old man left of your regrets and a family who doesn't want to speak to you anymore. That was yeah. way more interesting than most of the rest of the film, and it's just a shame you have to wait so long to get there. Yeah, I mean, the, the film for its duration is dealing with the legacy of his movies as well, because mm. every time somebody's assassinated or, you know, or you meet somebody new, some, you know, the caption flashes up on screen of when, when they're assassinated and how. Yes. And so so you definitely feel Scorsese grappling with questions that have come up in, in his time as, you know, acclaimed director of this yeah. genre of movies. Mm. Um, so it is interesting for that. It is it is well trodden ground for for the most part, and it just yeah. it just fails to offer me anything really exciting. Again, Stephen Graham, yeah, agreed, is fantastic, mm. and there are oh, some God, really yeah. some really great moments in there. Mm. It's interesting. It's good to see Joe Pesci playing not a homicidal maniac. Yes, Although, I mean, it's that just was wonderful. Young, that character as a younger man probably would have been, but <laughs> it was wonderful to see Joe Pesci. I, I've really yeah. missed him. It's been. How long? 15 years since his last performance? Mm. Something like that? Long it's, time. Yeah, a long time. I love I love Pesci, so I'm yeah. always happy to see him. So, my one better thing. Mm. I was going to mention a couple of UK gangster movies. Ooh! Um, Local Because I can't remember them well enough to talk about <laughs> um, one of them. Um, but gangster number one. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm McDowell, David Thewlis. Yep, good performances. And, uh, Yes, good performances. I, I rewatched it a few years ago and remember thinking that it wasn't quite as exciting or you know breaking the genre conventions as I remembered it being. Yeah, because I remembered it being like layer cake, just sort of let's take the rules and just throw it out the window. Layer cake also doesn't stand up incidentally um, too much, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's yeah. Fun. I always felt I always felt layer cake was a bit 
off, not quite stylistically up really to enjoyable. sort of snatch and lock stock levels. <laughs> stylistically um, really enjoyable. I, Matthew Vaughan had a yeah. a very interesting um style, but Yeah, definitely. Um oh maybe I'll just say snatch and lock stock. Yeah. Maybe. And like anyone who hasn't seen them. Yeah. Like don't don't be put off by the fact that Guy Ritchie is just churning out the same film over and over again now, but just in different <laughs> time periods. Mm. Um it's Snatch and Lockstock are just classic, classic British cinema. I could really and, do uh, it for classic, them. yeah, classic UK mob movies. Yeah, that that just bring a solid UK feel to it, that, mm. and still have the guns and the violence and the the naughty language, but don't feel like it's pandering to American taste. It's very, they're very much their own, and it's you know, um, you know, that is something that is undeniably true about those movies is that they feel both interesting and exciting in a way that you know british gangster movies used to feel in the 70s you watch something like the yeah. long good night the the long good the yeah. long good friday sorry um yeah it has that just brilliant effortless style and i think that they managed yeah. to keep that up in this you are skating on thin fucking ice my pedigree chum and i'll, <laughs> and I'll be under it when it breaks oh fucking alan ford has bricked off thank you there to cockney man <laughs> <laughs> it's just worth watching for bricked up on his own yeah it's yeah. snatch but you'll also see yeah. Brad Pitt doing an Irish accent again yeah, like Dags. after The Devil's it, Own. Oh, it's yeah. better than The Devil's Own. He came along. It's better Stephen than the, Graham. the Devil's Own. Stephen Graham as Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Look, J- Jason Statham, not uh, like b- retrospectively, playing out of type. Yes, he hadn't had a type <laughs> yet, but this was very much against it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Lockstock for a long, long time. For a long stock time. Exactly. <laughs> End of the episode. <laughs> da, da, da. Effortlessly funny as well, I will say. Just Yeah, I remember them being really, really funny. Really enjoyable. Um, that was the one better thing. The one better thing. But where can people where can our handy little audience um get a bit lively? Up in us. Up in us. Well, nowhere near us. Because we don't stand for that kind of thing. <laughs> We're very proper. We're young Tories and only only the, the wealthy are allowed to have that sort of fun. So stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. If it's not at your expense, it isn't amusing. If you are interested in laughing at other people's expense, you can probably check out some of our episodes. I think that happens sometimes. <laughs> um, We're horrible. Horrible men. We, we try to be nice, but it is impossible to be nice in this world. <laughs> in this world. We're as and, bad as the world lets us be. Yeah. and you, ex- Exactly. And you know what? If, you, if you're going to be dumb, you've got to be tough. <laughs> and relight my fire. <laughs> These Pitbull songs. Uh, no, 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 no. There's no limit. <laughs> Sounds like Pitbull. Twitter and Facebook at OGT Pod. All of that. Um, <laughs> Type all of that we're into on Google. Log- yeah. <laughs> Get us. It's um, it, it it is a sequence that is respected by by most Harvard scholars. So um, I think you you'll be in good company. Um, mm. as long as well as on the mm. Lot of Green Network, of whom we're proud members. You just need to go to lotofgreen.com.au for us and some other really really great Australian podcasts. Mm. Um, and we are on Spotify. If that's something that floats your boat, if that's something yeah. that you want to keep to yourself or tell your gran, either you way, go. tell her she's nasty. This is going to be fine. Tell tell your nasty gran about <laughs> us. Because um, we've heard about your nasty gran. And um, we think she's going to love it. And we think she's hot shit. <laughs> so tell tell your nasty nasty gran to bring her hot shit to OGT pod. <laughs> and um, if she fancies it, she can become a patron for as little as a dollar yeah. a month. Where she gets yeah. not only the warm, fuzzy, jubbly feeling of helping mm. two pre-war heroes. Um, 
in, in, their, in their endeavors but also getting Free a load heroes. of really cool exclusive content yeah yeah absolutely and some stories about the war which they all love don't they yeah they'll get it once yeah. we've had it um yeah <laughs> we write the stories first and we go do them it's um a different kind of <laughs> then we go do a war <laughs> we're here for the war it's debenham's love so i have a couple <laughs> of things that i'd like to um okay. i'd like to plug First of all, Screen Mayhem. I'm still there, still doing stuff, so go there and find what? it. And one of the things I'm doing there is a new podcast with friend of the podcast. This one, and that one probably. Enemy of that one. Um, Katie Maiden. <laughs> We're doing a podcast called The Scottish Film, which is uh, not about Scottish films. It's a review of every adaptation of Macbeth we can find. It's yeah. all the Mackie Bees that we can find. <laughs> reviewed for your one. pleasure. Got some pretty weird shit in there. Got a version by yeah. uh, Orson Welles. Kira Kurosawa, yep. coming up soon. We've got a gritty yeah. gangster Chicago Macbeth, which is hilarious. <laughs> we've got all sorts coming up. We've got Roman Polanski soon. That'll be problematic. The episode, oh, that good. is. <laughs> We've already agreed. We've got him coming in to discuss Orson Welles Macbeth. <laughs> We're recording it in Europe. One minute at a time, whilst, they just, whilst we open some fresh Boston craft beers. <laughs> we feel very good about the whole thing. So check us out there, or type the Scottish film into iTunes. I don't know. <laughs> Shout Scottish film at the king. And, <laughs> and he'll play it for you on his happens. iPod. <laughs> on his Sony Walkman, he'll play it for you. <laughs> Such is the right yeah. of kings. Oh, Jesus. Go and, go and check it out. They've got a great chemistry. Oh. It's almost like they're friends. Almost. We create that illusion. <laughs> I'm Paul Almost, a friend. I've just, I've never met you before in my life. <laughs> remember, the one good thing about the Irishman, what did we review? Goatee, the one good thing about Gotti <laughs> is that John Travolta because of this movie, pointed at me from an escalator. <laughs>